our wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I'm Andy. I'm Greg. I'm Brian. And I'm Mike. Today we're going to be talking about sports in the 80s, and Craig is all ready to go, all set up, and he's going to take the lead on this episode and tell us all about the life of sports. Well, I'm more or less ready, yes. Okay. okay. I, all right. More or less <laughs> works I, for us. Well, you, you better, yeah. I, I put a few <laughs> things together, and I figured, uh, why not start, I guess, at the beginning of Perfect. the decade? Okay. The Miracle on Ice. Oh. Yeah. Eric Ice, baby. Now, I personally was, I think, three when this happened. So my memories of this, <laughs> I, I was. I was. So so my memories of this are pretty well nothing. Um, do any of you guys remember when it happened? I was, it happened in what, 1980? 1980, I was, okay, yeah. I was 10 years old. I didn't watch it because, well, it's hockey. So that's why I didn't watch it, but <laughs> but I do remember it. And later on in life, I became more acclimated with the, you know, the fact that you know Al Michaels delivered the big line, and that sort of became his claim to fame uh, for yeah uh, most of his career. He's still known for that. I was just going to mention the call at the yeah. at the end of the game as the clock was ticking down. The famous, do you believe in miracles? Right. Yes. <laughs> cheesy. It is. It is. It is. It really is. It is, but it's it it is one of those great sports calls of all time. Yeah, because it was so spontaneous and unexpected. I think what it led to has been a lot of sports announcers trying to make trying to similar. Copy. Yeah, and then it right. just it just it's even cheesier. Yeah. Yeah, like they try to they try to to emulate that call, and it just right. It was so spontaneous when it yes, happened. Yes, yeah. right. That yes, it was cheesy, but it's going to live forever as one of the great. I mean, it's you know, Havlicek stole the ball. I mean, it's up there with that. I mean, it's that kind of yeah. that kind of deal. And the the thing about now is that you got sports announcers coming out with stuff that's clearly contrived that they think of like weeks before. This is what I'm going to say if this happens. <laughs> so so when you hear it, it's like, oh god, just fucking stop. It sounds rehearsed, right? Yeah, extremely. <laughs> So yeah, it's a cool line that Michael's had. It really was. It it was like a big thing because I basically Russia was supposed to was supposed to kick everybody's asses, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Russia was... did kick everybody's ass right yeah. up until that game. I and I think if I remember right, this wasn't the finals, was it? I think it was the semifinals. Wow, when I think of it, I think of it in, as the finals. Was yeah. it not? Yeah, I think of it as the finals. I, You know, I was 13, and uh, hockey didn't have any hot women. So no, I didn't really watch it. Right, yeah, no hot chicks there, no. <laughs> <laughs> if they were, they'd be missing teeth in the front, probably. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was eight at that time, and I was very... Um, caught up in the the figure skating i'm trying to think of um is it dorothy hamill i know was she, dorothy was big at, she just had a birthday recently she just she, turned like she, 60 something i get her i get her and fleming 
mixed up a lot of times. I know one of them was before the other. What's this short little um, munchkin? What's the, what's the munchkin saying? Yeah, it, she was big, too. Um, everybody loved... Ah, crap, what's her name? What is her name? The Munchkin, little little tiny thing. Little, yeah, that's uh, what she I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Dorothy Hamler. Oh, Ma- is it Mary something? I, Mary Lou. Mary Lou something? Uh, Mary Lou Redden? Yeah, she was gymnastics. Was... Oh, yeah. all right, same thing. I actually have her down for later. <laughs> I I suppose I could keep going on the top of the video. figure skating, same thing. Well, I'm just trying to think because whoever that skater was, uh, that was the haircut I had to have. Oh, when Dorothy was, Hamill would have been the famous haircut yes, that every, yes, every chick yeah. wanted. Yeah. Yes, that was that's with, what I remember. Every from girl the wanted Olympics. that hair. I don't remember with, anything else. Was it, it kind of like that feathery haircut? It was, like, it was a short, it was a little short like haircut. Yeah. Yes, it was yeah. like a, I kind of think of um, I would kind of a bob, kind of sort. I mean, it, kind it looked of, like that a, robot a curve, a, from a, that a one under Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like that robot from that one that Buck Rogers. I think it was. It had like the, the funny little, yeah. yeah, that robot. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. That haircut was iconic, man. Yeah. Every chick on the planet wanted that haircut. It was kind of like when Bo Derek did the braids and Tim. Everyone wanted that haircut. Yeah. Every girl wanted that. Every guy just wanted Bo Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that hair was extremely popular. What? Well, since you kind of you kind of mentioned Mary Mary the Retton, but that's Bo- because in my mind, figure skating and, and, and gymnastics are the same thing. Boring and just and, ones and on right, just people. Yeah, exactly. All right, so <laughs> it's the same shit. Just the ones on why skate. I watch. See, I'm on the other end of that spectrum. Really? This figure skating and then people gymnastics love it, man. And that's, yeah, people that's love the gymnastics and, and figure skating. Well, some of that stuff. I, I love figure. I, I love figure skating a lot more until uh, that really. Uh, Flaming guy Flamboyant. started announcing it recently. Johnny Weir, I think his name is. Johnny Weir. Yeah. Yes, looks like Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him. What's his name? Who is he? Uh, uh, he's he's from the two thousands. Okay. Uh, uh, Johnny Weir is. Uh, it's like think the Hunger unbelievably, Games. he was the first, Have you seen first the Hunger Games? male figure skater to come out as a homosexual. Boy, it's like he really. None and ev- of the others, and everyone was know. shocked, right? Right. <laughs> That's like all those women that were fooled by Liberace. Right. Yeah, dear God. <laughs> Liberace was screaming, I'm gay for decades. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, Mary Lou, what was that? The 84 Olympics where Mary Lou got all popular there. Was it? Is that what it yeah. was? Okay. Yeah, because okay. she, she was so popular. Yeah. I never even cared about the Olympics as a kid, but I knew who the hell she was. Well, because she was on cereal boxes and yeah. commercials, and good lord, she was on Wheaties, wasn't she? I'm yes, sorry. she was on Wheaties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With that big smile, that big, that big, big smile, smile on her face, big ass thighs, and that's all I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is Johnny Weir, and this is this is how he and. Announces the Olympics. Oh, okay. Wow. All right then. With Tara Lipinski, I think her name is. All right. Yeah. No hiding. There's no hiding so, in that. No. He looks. He, he That's dresses how he, like that now? on camera when he's doing the figure skating. Wow. He looks like some like 1986. I, like, well, Hunger Games. To me, it just. Screams. I don't know if you've seen Hunger Games or not, but that's kind of what it screams. I thought that was an Asian chick for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I had the great Johnny Weir. Okay, 
I had another uh, Olympics thing I wanted to mention. I, uh, Carl Lewis. Oh, God. Yeah, people remember Carl Lewis. I wish I wouldn't think of the stars before I think of anything else. But yes, I remember yeah, Carl Lewis. I was just going to say, Olympic extraordinaire and master of the... Uh, <laughs> master of the one of the all-time great uh, uh, national anthem singings of all time. If I'm not mistaken, he was trying to hit a high note. It's not working out. And he says mid-song. Doesn't he say, what is it, uh-oh? Or... Yeah, because he says red glare. He gets, he gets up and he goes, the rock is! And his voice cries out, red glare! And then a couple of people couple of people start booing in the crowd. You can hear him. And he goes, he goes, uh-oh. Like, hold on. I'll make up for it now. Uh-oh is never a good sign if the singer's saying uh-oh. And yet people cheered for Fergie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. Fergie, I thought, she just, I thought to me, just went over the top with the freaking histrionics, I think they're called. Where, oh, oh, God. That's a lot of female singers do that yeah. today where they yeah. get carried away with that. That started with Mariah Carey. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, they yeah. Put their it, finger it, and she was trying for the iconic Whitney Houston uh, uh, national yeah. anthem. Whitney just did it, you know. Yeah, Whitney's was amazing. Yeah, that was one of the greatest vocal performances I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's because Whitney's voice it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think lesser talented singers feel like they have to make up for it with all that shit. Right. Yeah. And all it does is annoy people. I, I think pretty much everyone's annoyed by that. Yeah. Christina Aguilera used to do that a lot. Oh, God, yes. And then when she stopped doing it, I was like, oh, wow, she has a good voice. Yeah. But I didn't know it before because it was all clouded up with that shit. Right. When when she she was, like, taking the word and and stretching it out like, hey, Yes, oh, God. Like, jeez, just shut up and yeah, sing. right. Put the damn history out yep. already. Exactly. Jeez. But uh, besides Carl Lewis, the great sprinter... Uh, I remember the big scandal. This was 30 years ago now, this summer. Remember uh, the guy that he was sprinting against, the Canadian Ben Johnson? Oh, my God, that's right. Got nailed for roids? Yes. That was, one, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first steroid-related scandals yeah. in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got, uh, did he get banned from the whole, what happened? What was the punishment? Um, I uh, could... Assume he probably got the medal taken away. Okay, I'm sure. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was stripped of the medal. Yeah. Okay. Van Johnson, God, I'd totally forgotten about that. It, uh, it, God, it was a freaking monster. Oh, he was a brick. Muscle, he was man. a brick house, man. And, uh, hey. uh, well, sorry, but speaking of the Olympics, uh, in, was it 84 or 88 when Greg Luganich cracked his head? Oh, God, that's hard. That oh, was hard. Yeah. To, yeah oh, my God. Yeah. Was that... Was that... Because he was HIV positive at the time. Yeah. Um, But I don't think he came out as that until after the fact. Yeah. There's blood in the pool. Oh, by the way, I suppose I should have to tell you now. Yeah, (laughs) right. Right. Well, I I happen to be HIV. Now that I've filled up the water with blood, (laughs) let me go ahead and tell you guys something about me. Kind of important. Yeah. This, this reminds me of the fact that I have HIV positive. Oh, God. You're right, though. He didn't come out with that until afterwards. That's correct. Yeah. Well, um, 
what's his name from Saved by the Bell starred as him in a like yes, a made for TV movie. Mario Lopez. AC Slater, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh-huh. I remember them showing showing him holding his head in like the emergency room afterwards. Go, was there blood in the pool? You know. God, that would hurt. <laughs> my God, that would hurt. Jeez. That would hurt. Oh my that God. Head on a diving board like that. Even if you didn't have HIV, it would hurt. <laughs> yeah, it would. Oh, my God. You write to lots of Olympic memories in the 80s. Going completely up, you know, going completely vertical in the back of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, there's, uh, everyone could, it's, uh, well, that's another moment that it reminds me of that everyone could feel when they watched it. Yeah. You know what one I'm talking about? Joe Theismann? Oh, oh God. my God. The, the leg? Yeah. So that's funny because I was just about to get into football. Yeah. The leg. Yeah. Oh, my. The legendary uh, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor going over yeah. over top on Theismann, and Theismann's leg was planted to the side, and all of Taylor's 240-some pounds came right down on it. Mm. Just hit him perfectly. You could hear it. You could hear it. It was audible. You could uh, you could see it. You could see right. his shin yeah. bent the wrong way. Yeah. Well, anytime your your shin bends, it's the wrong way. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to bending the right way. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, his sock, I think they said was or uh, his bone was poking through his sock, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That that was one of the Oh man, and then they just showed it over and over <clears throat> oh, again. Oh god, I know. Oh my god. No, see, I can't see shit like that. Yeah. I it's cannot. like the buckwheat assassination. Let's take a look. Well, let's take a look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. They and but Mike is right. They overshowed the hell out of that thing. Yeah. And you could you can kind of hear it. Yeah, it's hard. Snap. It's so hard to watch. And when Theismann's laying on the ground, you can also hear him screaming, too. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh god. Jesus, the pain. I cannot even imagine yeah. what that would feel like. You'd have to... I mean, you I would think your body would go into a little bit of shock. shock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he or had something to. like that. And speaking of... Well, what, go ahead, Mike. Because um, I thought that Lawrence Taylor horse-collared him, and that's how he broke it, was grabbed him by the back of the shoulder pads and yanked him backwards. And they, uh, they made that an illegal tackle after that. Hmm. Yeah, I know horse collaring is illegal. If you watch, if you watch the play, it was a flea flicker, you know, where they he handed the ball off to somebody and then the guy pitched it back, back to him, him, and and it was like Taylor and somebody else were like practically on top of Theismann even by the time he got the ball pitched back to him and and he ducked kind of and Taylor went flying over the top of him and I don't know if he I don't know if he got the collar or not. Yeah, I'd have to watch it again. But he went, Taylor went flying over the top of him and just mm. just landed right on his leg as it was planted perfectly. Injuries, oh. injuries like yeah. that are so hard to watch. I, I'm shuddering even here, you know, thinking about it right now. Oh, me too. I know, me too. Um, speaking of football in the 80s, uh, as a Packer fan, uh, I remember Ooh. that was a bad decade for them. Boy, was it ever. <laughs> To be honest with you, living in Texas, it's one of those teams I forgot existed. I go, oh yeah, the Packers. That's right. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it was literally they were they were almost obscure. It was like uh, 
the first half of the decade, they were just mediocre. They just, they had no defense. They could score on anybody just about, but they had no defense. Right. Then the second half of the decade, they just sucked. They were terrible. Yeah. And they had players getting in trouble off the field. James Lofton got, got like, uh, uh, taken to court for sexual assault a couple of times, and and they traded him to the Raiders then. And uh, a couple of guys got got caught with cocaine and and uh, Mossy Kate. It was he was a defensive back they got from the Chargers. He uh, he raped his aunt. My got God! Kicked off what? Oh, well, his aunt. Well. Whenever I hear this story, I, I always remind people it wasn't his aunt by blood. It was by marriage. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mossy Kate, it was just they were so desperate for somebody. He was like a pretty decent defensive back, a young right, guy from right, the Chargers, right. so they traded for him. When he wasn't when he, was, when, he, when he wasn't being a superstar nephew, he was he yeah, was pretty decent on nephew the field. of the year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There oh, is wow. There is a, uh, if you Google, go into an, it's an article in Sports Illustrated from 1987. You want to see what, what kind of shape that franchise was in 30 years ago? It's called Troubled Times in Title Town. It's from 1987. Really? And it's, it's, yeah, you, you will get a good, very good idea of the, of the shit show that that franchise was at that time. Well, the Cowboys had a shit show going on for a, quite a while, but it was in the midst of them winning Super Bowls, so it, it, what you're talking about is a team that's not winning, and yeah. they're getting arrested, yeah. you know, on a seemingly weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's, that, the 80s was actually a pretty good a pretty decent uh, decade for the Vikings, though. Yeah, they were all. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Same um, with Chicago. Were, <laughs> yeah, they had their defense was just shutting people down, and uh, it. I think God, who did uh, Anthony Carter, Hassan Jones, um, Darren Nelson uh, receiving? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it was quite the you know, they were guys that could catch and just get pounded. <laughs> I remember that. I remember those guys. Yeah. AC. Yeah. Anthony Carter. He was a little guy. You know why? You know, this is AC. <laughs> <laughs> but probably the franchise, the franchise of the decade, San Francisco 49. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Joe, Joe Montana years. Yeah. Yeah. It, the extent of my football football knowledge in the '80s was the Bears and the Super Bowl shuffle, and that's about all I remember. Well, they were football. huge. Yeah, yeah. football yeah. in the '80s. Oh, yeah. That's that's it, it for me. I'm just it, such a girl. Uh, when I, I actually football. just read an article that uh, that team is still considered the best team ever in football. In yeah, in some in it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, there, there'll always be people who will say yeah that the '85 oh, Bears yeah, for one year. For one year, for one yeah. year, if you just take McMahon one year, it up the next year. Yeah, McMahon could never stay on the damn field. He was hurt all the he time. He was injured all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were quite the Super Bowl shuffle. That's so hard to watch. That's it's about a, as hard to watch as Theismann's leg breaking, <laughs> just on a different level, just on a very different level. The two, the two whitest guys on the team, the, the linemen, the back offensive linemen, weren't they? 
that it was the backup quarterback, Steve Fuller. Why they had Steve Fuller doing a verse, I don't know. But Gary Fensick, too, he was the safety for them for years. And um, he it's just so hilarious because he just sounds like this this nerdy little insurance man, and he's sitting here <laughs> rapping over this beat. Oh, like, man. Come on, everybody. Let's scream and yell. We're going to do the shuffle and ring your bell. Oh, <laughs> God. And he still takes shit for that from in Chicago. Oh, I'm for, sure he to does. To this day. How could he not? <laughs> yeah, a buddy of mine who listens to Chicago radio all the time, he, uh, Fensick is on these uh, on a couple of programs down there, and guys will still give him shit about it. Like, again, Gary, <laughs> great job on the Super Bowl shuffle back in the day, man. He's like, we did it for charity, man. He's like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the reason is, it sticks in people's heads still today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Andy said, I mean, that's the one thing she remembers yeah. the most about, you know, yeah. that sports and that football in that decade. Mm-hmm. And the Challenger blew up th- like three days after the Bears won the Super Bowl. Was it that close in time, proximity-wise? Mm-hmm. Wow. Same week. Okay. Yep. Wow. Jeez. I'll bet it was related. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, oh, God, yes. Hold on. What's Conspiracy like theorists say. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was Ditka. It was Ditka's Super Bowl shuffle. It was Ditka's fault. Yeah. I remember Dick had taken a lot of shit for Walter Payton not getting a touchdown in that game that was an absolute blowout. Christ, what was the score of that thing? 46 to 10. 46 to 10, and with 46 points, Walter Payton, sweetness, the arguably the greatest running back of all time, didn't get yeah. a single touchdown in that game. Yeah, he was pissed about it. Too yes, he was. And I, to me, rightfully so. Yeah. He was actually... He was actually, I learned about this years later after reading a couple of books, he was actually, uh, was it a broom closet or a boiler room? You told me this, that's right. He was sitting there like locked in either a broom closet or a a boiler room and he like wouldn't come out to talk to the media after a while. (laughs) He was pissed off. And somebody came and talked to him. And I saw this in his uh, football life. Somebody came and talked to him on the team there. He said, he said, "Well, man, you gotta, you gotta come out and come out and talk to the media, dude. I know you're upset." He's like, "If if you don't come out in the media, he's like, they're always gonna remember this. Yes, you know, they're they're gonna remember this that you did not oh, come out yeah. and talk to the media no question about because it. you were pissed." Yeah, yep. and then he came out and Walter talked to the media, and he was all, "Oh yeah, you know, it's a yeah, everything, it's a great celebration, you know, blah 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 blah." Yeah. Well, he was a nice guy. Reminds me of that, I'm sorry, it's just total non sequitur here, but it reminds me of that South Park episode where Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise is still in the closet. (laughs) Who's that supposed to be? R. Kelly. R. Kelly, that's right. There was one other one. Uh, uh, Olympic thing that, you know, you talking about him not wanting to come out. Uh, Wasn't that the one... Sugar Ray Leonard and what's his name? No Moss? Roberto Duran? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was 80? That was 80, right? Yeah, that was okay. the rematch yeah. in 1980. Yep. They had both their fights in 1980. Yeah. If you see the movie, Hands of Stone, which you've seen, I know, mm-hmm. Greg, uh, it sheds a lot of light on what really happened. 
they what did they do? They scheduled that fight way early. Didn't give Roberto Duran hardly any time at all to prepare for it <laughs> he didn't because they wanted want the it. big money, and he didn't yeah. even really want it. So it kind of set him up, you know, to get his ass kicked. So I think he was just pissed when he said no moss. And yeah, and Ray was. Ray was, you know, showboating all and, over the place and yeah. dancing around and jabbing. And, yeah. And, and, and after a while, he's just like, he's, just he's like, like just fuck it. the hell yeah. with this. He's like, he's not, he's not going to stand and fight me out of the hell yeah. with this. And he didn't. And Ray Leonard was smart and he knew how to beat him. Yeah. And that was the best way to beat Roberto Duran. Yeah. If you stay there in a slugfest, he's going to knock you out until, you know, for months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I suppose since you brought that up, I had a boxing section too. Quite, there's quite a bit of boxing stuff in the 80s. Well, because I was going to bring up that that uh, that connection of the four guys there. Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, and Roberto Duran. Yeah. Because they all fought each other. Yep, they did. Boy, that, that whole welterweight, middleweight during the 80s, I mean, just amazing. Yeah. So exciting. You had... I- the only boxing thing that I truly remember is isn't wasn't the '80s the birth of Mike Tyson? Yeah, yeah. When, mm-hmm. when he came on the scene. Yep, indeed. And I had he knocked that one guy out in 41 seconds. Well, he had that that huge. It was supposed to be like a big heavyweight unification fight there. That was 30 years ago this summer. Michael Spinks. Yeah, the yeah. Spinks fight. Right. Yeah, 1988. Well, Spinks was champ. I mean, he was supposed yeah. to be the. The best in the world. Because he upset Larry. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He yeah. upset Larry Holmes. and Because he, he had moved up. He had been like a light heavyweight. Yeah. He, he fought was, Larry twice. And uh, beat him in both. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Did he? The second time. Oh, more. I know. The I second time, more or less. Oh, I know. But, I agree. Because I, I remember watching that. So I agree with you. But uh, but yeah, Mike's right. That was a very quick, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Robin Givens had just entered the equation. I think she was ringside. Yeah. Um, so, <coughs> yeah. Cause, yeah, because Mike's life started unraveling a little bit after the after he knocked yes, it did. out. It did. It so. was way more about boxing before that and yeah. about a whole bunch of other shit afterwards. Yeah. And then it, it <clears throat> turned into the whole thing with him and Robin Givens and him smashing his freaking, what was it, a Ferrari or whatever the yeah. hell it was. He smashed it into, into a, tree a tree or something like yep. that. Yes. I just... The one quote I remember from Mike Tyson, uh, I, I still think of. I, I There's a bunch. Day. It, um, they said, Mike, what is your plan for this fight? And he said, well, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. Yeah, yeah, I punched it. <laughs> yeah, everybody's, everybody's <laughs> like a... It, it, it's like a quote about... Uh, it's turned into something about like facing adversity now. Everybody's... Yeah. Can you handle the moment? You know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, you know. <laughs> Mike the poet. <laughs> and that was true. It was like, yeah, everybody had a plan against him until until he got in there right. and whacked him the first couple of times. And they're like, oh, shit, that hurts. <laughs> Mike was, uh, God, I mean, just a spectacle, man. I mean, people paid big bucks. That's when pay-per-view fights really took off. Yeah. Just because people wanted to see Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Black, the black trunks, the no socks, the, I mean, it was just... The know, towel, was, the, the towel, towel on the shoulders when he just, walked out. He looked menacing, and he was absolutely amazing to watch. Mike is a manic depressive. 
That's not he is. That is a fact. That, you know, that, that, that interview. Barbara Walters interview. <laughs> Mike, did you ever see any of that? That that Barbara Walters interview. It's hysterical. With uh, with oh, oh, Tyson and Gibbons. Mike, oh, he is manic depressive. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Mike is there kills me. Because he's just gonna sit there. <laughs> and he was he was on something. He said. Yeah. He was yeah. on some kind of like uh, prescribed medicine. Like fuck, what was it? He was on Zoloft for a while. I know that. This was I'm, like I'm, like lithium I'm, or something. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of that interview and like the uh, uh, the the two worst speakers uh, talking to each other, Baba Wawa and Mike Robin, what is it like to live with Mike Tyson? Uh, he's manic to Prather, Barbara. Oh my God. God, she was such a gold digger. My God. From what I've read, that uh, her mom was like trying to set her up with every possible rich, you know, celebrity black guy in the world. Well, they were Eddie after Murphy. I was going to say they were after Murphy. They were after while, Eddie Murphy. They? She was trying to hook her up with anybody that, you know, yeah. she, she could get her hands on their money. And she ended up with Mike. <laughs> Every woman's dream. <laughs> um, but back to uh, uh, 80s boxing. God, there's so much. Uh, 82. Um, every Everybody who loved the Rocky movies was excited to see Jerry Cooney get in Fight there Larry, Larry Holmes. Because, you know, Cooney was this Italian guy. He's white, you know. Irish. He's a, right, he was an Irish yeah. guy. Um but they, if I'm not mistaken, they played the Rocky music. They played Bill Conti's uh, "Gonna Fly Now." They might have, out. yeah. And it and was so not a Rocky movie. No, <laughs> it was no, a it thirteen round ass kicking, is what it was. It was reality, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I did, did it not get stopped in the thirteenth? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Cootie was just he done. Was, he was terrible in every round. There wasn't one because I saw it and I was uh, God, I was twelve. So I had just turned twelve years old, and I I was loved the Rocky movies. So I couldn't wait. I was like, "This is Balboa out there, man. He's gonna he's gonna be you know throwing some body shots." And it just, I don't know that he had a good moment during the entire fight. He he landed a few. Did he? Yeah, he okay. landed a okay. few punches on Larry. Okay. Yeah, but he was punches, he was so but... overmatched. He was yeah. so out outplayed. He was too limited. Yeah, yeah. Holmes was so skilled. It was just silly. But yeah, that, but that thing that made time. a lot of money. Yeah, part of that too is because of numb nuts Don King promoting the whole oh, I know. race thing. Yes, I know. This is a black versus white thing. I mean, there there is no doubt about it. You know, the the proof is irrefutable. You know, this is going to settle it. You know, yeah, 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 I know. And then, yeah, right. And this will settle it all. Everything folks. will be done after that. There was another guy too. One of the promoter, other promoters besides King, too. Him and King were really. We're really pushing the whole race thing and that. That was the great white hope and all that bullshit. It was just yeah. so silly. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, well, we did. Uh, yeah, there's so much stuff in boxing. That yeah, there the games, really like is. Like you said with the Tyson thing. And then uh, uh, let me see here. Basketball. Oh, yeah. You had, uh, speaking of guys Bird who looked invincible. Johnson. What's that? Bird and Johnson. Bird and Magic. Yeah. That's right. The whole decade. Yeah, the Celtics <laughs> and the Lakers. That's right. Those teams were loaded. Those man. teams both ruled the 80s. Either one of those teams or both were in the finals every single year. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. 
Magic went to the finals, I don't know how many oh, times. Oh, I know, I know. In the 80s and even once into the 90s. Right. And the Bulls when, beat him. The Bulls I, beat him in 91. I think he made it into the playoffs once for every 10 women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Magic. Magic did like the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's his name is Magic, Magic Johnson. I'm Magic. <laughs> That's back yeah. when Diane Cannon was still hot. Remember, she was at, well, of course, she's still at every game, but she's not quite the attraction that she was. Diane Cannon. Man, I know, it's a name from the, yeah. That's a name from the era, Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. But yeah, Magic and Bird, geez, that was, uh, that was fun to watch. Then, of course, uh, MJ sprung on the scene. Yes, he did. Turned himself into a marketing brand. <laughs> came, came into the league in 84. He was a good-looking guy. He was... Uh, Lord, he was, he was a commercial director's dream. Um, what, uh, what year was that slam dunk contest? Uh, uh, he was in. He won he a couple of from the half, like uh, from the free throw line. Yeah, yeah that that was in '86, and that's was the it one. 86? Yeah, that was in Chicago. Oh, that was spectacular to see. Yeah, that was actually in Chicago. Him and Dominique Wilkins faced off big time a couple of times in yeah. those years. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was also the same decade that Spud Webb won a uh, dunk competition. Yeah, I was just going to say. At 5'7". One who couldn't even reach the bottom of the net. Right. <laughs> that was, yeah, that yeah. was pretty crazy. Yeah, because Spud looked like he was propelling himself up with his legs. Yeah, It's really crazy to watch. It's weird looking. It is really strange. Like he was t using his legs to like... At that point, it doesn't flight. matter what anyone else does. Because you're like, okay, he's 5'7". Good God. We got to <laughs> give it to him. <laughs> you win. Oh, yeah. Mike really... Uh, uh, I could say it sounds like... Basketball blew up at that point. Yeah. It became global. So it sounds like a cliche, but he changed the game. You know? Yeah, but he did. He did, yeah. Yeah. And he turned himself into a, a brand. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's when you he know you made the first one ever to have his own shoe. Yeah, the Air yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Air Jordan. Well, were they the first? They probably were, were, but I don't know yeah. for sure. There were Chucks before him. Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, the Chuck Taylors, but you know, those weren't, that was not Air Jordan. That was no. not kids shooting each other so that they could steal their shoes. I remember when yeah. that first started yeah. happening. Yeah, when they were... They had... That and was a big cover... the most uncomfortable damn things I had ever tried. The, the, the Air Jordans? Yeah. I never had any, so I don't know. No, no, but people were... Yeah, no, people went nuts over those. Yeah, I... have I, to admit, I got mine from Goodwill several years after they were popular. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't beat anybody up for him, did you, Mike? What? You didn't beat anybody up for him, did you? No, I shot. <laughs> jacking, jacking somebody in goodwill. <laughs> what? What were those stupid air pockets? What were they even supposed to do for you? Make you jump higher? Jump higher, I think. Okay. Yeah. They were actually the supposed to air. make you jump higher. Yeah, I know. And it's people like, bought into that. Right, but really? Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> we'll, just, this, we'll have that extra air under your feet, so you're already off the ground. This is really right? going to propel you off. <laughs> right? No, 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 don't try them. Just take my word for it. That'll be 120 whatever dollars. Right, right. Man, I mean, 
Yeah, considering all the millions you're going to make playing basketball with these shoes on, <laughs> right. 140 bucks is jump change. Hey, it's nothing. For <laughs> right. <laughs> Those, I mean, that, yeah, that was like $120 in like 1988 You, you pumped them up, right? With the, that was the, the pump by Reebok. Oh, that was oh, something different. Okay. Reebok was completely different. Okay, that those shoes weigh like 10 pounds a piece, man. <laughs> I think the pumps of those are even sillier. Yeah. It's almost like an SNL commercial type right. thing. Yeah. You can see. It was. It was the, stupid. The right. tongue of the shoe. Up there with mom jeans. Like that one comic. <laughs> or three-legged jeans. Yeah. That one, that comedian I remember back in like 1989, 1990, I saw he was he's talking about how he went to a sporting goods store and got what the hell makes these shoes worth 150 bucks or whatever? He goes, straight face. He goes, the guy tells me, well, an air pump inside, you know? You pump it up, makes it tighter around your foot. The comic goes, Christ. Comic goes, or I could save $150 just buy another pair of socks. Right. <laughs> it's like... Or a pair of shoes that's too small for you. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah, but you couldn't go bungee jumping with those, you know. Yeah, yeah the pump. God. Those were so stupid. <laughs> Boomer Esiason wore them, too, when he played. Did he really? Yeah, he had a commercial for him oh, and everything. God. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Boomer did that. But the 80s would be the decade that the shoes really took off and became outrageously yeah. expensive. Yeah. More of a status symbol. In more of a status symbol than yeah. anything else. Right, right. Yeah. It's because of Mike. Yeah. Yes. And they started making actual sports shoes. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. Ugh. You know, they had specialized shoes for everything. Yes. Walking, running, you know, going uphill. I, uh, they had those shoes that had actual springs in them. Ah. God. Springs? What the hell were they? Uh, I can't. I think they were. Uh, those were jogging shoes that had actual. They they show the cutaway and the heel had actual springs, so you get extra lift while okay. you're jogging. <laughs> da, 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 Inspector Gadget. Da, 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 da. I know. Seriously. <laughs> go go gadget running shoe. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, uh, uh, baseball for me, I wanted to mention something in baseball here. Uh, the, uh, the World Series victory for the Milwaukee Brewers that never was. And to this day, it was the 1982 Brewers with a, a name that is, they had a nickname because they hit so many home runs that year. Yeah. Their nickname is unintentionally hilarious today. Their manager's name was Harvey Keene. Yeah. And they hit a lot of home runs. Their, so their nickname was Harvey's Wall Bangers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is, I don't know if nobody ever thought of it back then. Oh, my God. I'm just picturing the whole team standing up against the wall, dry humping the wall now. Harvey, get a handle on that damn team of yours. Well, yeah, a bunch of freaks. Wall Bangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's something they should have given more thought to. They I had thought. a nasty lineup that year. It was like they hit so many home runs. It was like even like Robin Yount and Paul Molitor both hit like over 20 home runs, and they weren't even home run hitters. Wow. And they lost in, in seven games to an absolutely loaded St. Louis Cardinal team. They lost to them because they didn't have Raleigh Fingers. You remember Raleigh mustache? Fingers? Yeah, the yeah. handlebar mustache. Handlebar mustache, yeah. 
My dad to this day still blames that manager too, Harvey Keen, because he uh, uh, Raleigh uh, he said he left him in too long in a late season game, uh, and he ended up throwing his arm out, and then they didn't have him in the postseason. Oh God! Yeah, he was their big their big door shutter, their yeah. big relief guy. Not good. And there was a couple of games they lost in that World Series too that that they that needed, they probably they needed the door they shut needed it. late in the yeah, game. Yeah. Right. And they didn't have and it. And they didn't have him come out there and do it. Yeah, that's 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 a shame. Yeah, and they were never that good again after that year. When was the earthquake? Wasn't there an earthquake? World Series. Yeah. Eighty nine. That's big part. It was eighty nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because uh, it was the A's and the Giants. It was out in the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember what San Francisco it must have been, huh? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, was, it, it yeah. was actually Candlestick Park, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. That's what and I then actually... they had to move the series down to San Diego. It was, yeah, a couple of years before that, as I kind of started getting into baseball. So I was, like, watching the World Series when that happened. Really? Knocked yeah. it right off the air, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Black. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How bizarre. Yeah. 89, I think I was selling pot. I don't know that I was... <laughs> what the hell I was doing? <laughs> I wasn't watching baseball. I know that. I remember in Sports Illustrated when they... talk about baseball in the 80s, you would best remember the 1987 World Series Twins. Minnesota Twins taking the World Series. Yeah, they beat the... Was it the Cardinals they beat? In yes, that... it was. Was it the Cardinals? Yeah. yeah. Was Kirby, Kirby on that yeah. team? In seven in seven games, no, nope, Kirby wasn't on it. Okay. Uh, the the big star of the whole series was uh, Frankie B. Frank Viola. Frankie oh, Frank Viola. Okay. They they were kind of a team that came out of nowhere that year, weren't they? Uh, not as much as the '91 series. Because uh, I always thought, thought the '91 team was better. Because uh, the that that one when they won that, uh, both teams w- went from worst to first. Yeah. See, I thought Frankie V was a capo in the uh, Bonanno crime family in hey. New York. <laughs> don't, don't ask about business, okay? Frankie V, oh my God. Good Lord. He's going to come over and take a bat to your knees. How fucking good fellas is that? <laughs> Jeez. Oh my goodness. Well, well Kirby was... Was Kirby all 90s then, Mike? Yeah. That team okay. had one of the strongest pitching rosters that the Twins have ever had. Yeah. Uh, with Frank Viola and uh, Juan Big Butt Berenger. Um, There's a good nickname, too. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Bert Blylevin, that, that was his rookie season. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Bert Blylevin, he's, he's Hall of Fame. I grew up in Texas, so I didn't have anything really to watch. The Rangers were so mediocre every year. They were either mediocre or sub-mediocre every year. Yeah. Guys like Richie Zisk and uh, they just, yeah, they just weren't anything to be excited about. Fun going to games, though. I love going to games. I, rem- I remember the, uh, the infamous uh, Mets team. From 86 oh, yeah. as well. The amazing Mets. The big party animal Mets. Was that Keith Hernandez? Uh... I think he was on that. He was on that yeah. Cardinal team that beat Milwaukee okay. in 82. Okay. Looked exactly the same as he did years later on yeah. Seinfeld too. Also, he has a book out that I saw in Green Bay a couple weeks ago called I'm Keith Hernandez. Does he really? Yeah. <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. 
who does this guy think he is? I'm <laughs> Keith Hernandez. <laughs> and, but, and the 80s is when they started jacking up on steroids. That was the uh, when Mark McGuire got his start, wasn't it? Yeah, he came up at that time because he was one of the Bash brothers in Oakland with well, Jose Jose Canseco. Well, when did Sosa when did Sosa come around? He came around nineties. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, and then you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Meathead there. What was the deal there? He was trying to catch a ball in the outfield, and did it hit him on the debacle on the head or what? Happened? That was it in the nineties when he okay. was on the Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the ball bounced off of his head so <laughs> and bounced out. So technically, it didn't hit the wall, so it was a home run. Off of his head. That guy. Canseco's oh, such a dill. Didn't he have a, had a twin brother, right? Uh, were they twins? Canseco? I don't know. Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy Canseco, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of the Fredo of the family there. <laughs> Ozzy Canseco. He's a... He's right up there with uh, uh, Don Swayze and uh, Frank Stallone and the hell is Tom Hanks' brother's <laughs> name? Larry Jordan. <laughs> Billy Carter. Colin Hanks. Billy Car- hey, Billy Carter had his own beer, though. Was Colin, <laughs> is Colin his brother or son? Colin's his kid. Colin's yeah. his kid. Yeah. Chet is Hanks' super cool kid. He's really? one with tattoos. He uses the N-word and says it's okay because he's doing gangster rap. Yeah. Because, you know, he grew up so tough and rough. And, <laughs> I would imagine. If he's Tom Hanks' son. In a house that probably has a swimming pool in the shape of freaking Woody right, from Toy right. Story. You you did shit you weren't proud of in his neighborhood or you didn't survive. Right, man. That's right. All. <laughs> did your dad forced Gump? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't grow up in the hood, man. I had it rough, I man. I had it rough. <laughs> You mentioned that Mets team. Is that the Mets team with the uh, Doc Gooden and um, yes, and Daryl okay. Strawberry? And Strawberry. Uh, Boy, those two were trouble. That's just it. Yeah, they were. Yeah, the the whole team partied a lot. They were and, so talented, though. But those Jesus, two, man. That was the shame of it. Is that everybody looks back on those two guys, especially Doc. Yeah. Doc kind of wrecked himself with cocaine. Bad, really bad. Well, yeah. With Strawberry, is the one who got uh, busted for like. Betting, right? Is that who got Pete Rose? Pete Rose. Oh, Pete Rose. Yep. Ah, right. Okay. That was the was that in the eighties or? Yeah, the eighties is when Pete broke the hit record. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right before he retired. Yeah. Worst haircut ever, maybe rivaling Mo Howard. Maybe. He did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pete had bad. Pete kept that hair for a long time. Pete too, was man. not a good looking cat. Great He's hitter, though, man. Not lining up to get that one. No, no, they were not. <laughs> yeah, nobody went into the barber and said, oh, "Give me the, give me the beat rose." Oh, <laughs> first time, first time, first time everything. Here. Have a seat. <laughs> but you're right. Didn't the Mets lose a big game because the ball went right through? They won because of that. That was Boston. Who, that was Bill Buckner in the Bill World Buckner, Series. Bill Buckner, that's right. That was like the second to the last World Series game uh, where Buckner, I think he was playing out of position. He was like at first base and the ball bounced in between his legs and it started this big yeah. rally God. for the Red, for the uh, Mets. I have a hard time watching shit like that and the Scott Norwood stuff. It's just... Those are so, it's so disheartening to watch Yeah, somebody, you know, who's probably, I mean, I don't know anything about Buckner. Was he a really good player? 
He was getting old by that time, okay. I think. Yeah, but he had been. Because he became known for that. Yeah. And Scott Norwood was a very good kicker. Yeah. But he became known for that. Yeah. The wide, wide right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Gary Anderson. That's right. He missed one kick all season for the Vikings there, and it was in the NFC Championship game, and it cost him the Super Bowl. Jeez. Or a trip to it. Oh. Yeah, he had been perfect all season. I'm sure he probably tells and, people that every time he gets into a discussion. Right after that, Danny Green took a knee instead of trying on fourth and four with uh, uh, 90 seconds left. I know I didn't see that game, man. I was at work. I had to work that freaking Sunday. I was pissed. I just couldn't believe it because people kept coming in and giving updates on it. Like, dude, Atlanta's winning, man. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, they told, and then they told me the whole thing about Gary Anderson and the missed field goal. I was like, wow, that's awesome. I, just, I hated the Vikings. but What sucks is that you said he was perfect up until that point. What sucks is that all that gets erased when he, yeah. when he misses the one and the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything else is out the window. Doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah, because it's like, well, who cares? Who now? gives a shit? You missed, <laughs> you missed it when it really counted. At home, right in the dome. Yes. Yeah, and that that is unfortunate. It's still, the highest scoring Viking ever. I believe. I it. believe that. Yeah, but you know, they're not going to retire that number. <laughs> <laughs> Showing like retire his number, a big ceremony. Showing him, showing him missing that kick. Over and over again. <laughs> Gary! Gary! It was all golden until this moment. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, finally, I wanted to mention as well, um, I barely, like, actually watched ever any of the program because I was so I was so young. But every Saturday, I always made sure to tune in to the opening. Of uh, Wide World of Sports. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, oh, I used yeah. to watch that. Just because I wanted to see that skier fall. The agony. Ah, agony. Okay. The agony oh, of defeat, guy. Oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> I, I was like, right before that, I'm just sitting here like this. It's like, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and the agony of defeat. <laughs> Is that the one? Did they show the guy pulling up the big, the big ass... Um, muscle guy is that was that in the it beginning of that? Be. Yeah, I think that that was in the intro too, where the guy yeah. picks up the gigantic, um, the thrill of victory, and the that was ABC, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was um um I never watched that because that was just like was that like highlights of sports? Yeah, they, well so they had events on sometimes a full sporting event on that day. They had uh, boxing on there sometimes. That, that's okay. how I got. Gotcha. That's how I got really into boxing. Into, like slalom skiing and stuff like that um, was because of the wide world of sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there'd be a whole game, but most of the time it was just like a highlight reel. It was, yeah, and it was a lot of it too was about not showing stuff other than football, baseball, basketball. You know, it's how I get into boxing. They used to show yeah. Ali fights used to be on the on the wide world. Holmes was yeah. on there. A Holmes was on times. there. Some big yeah. name lighter guys were right. on wide world right. sports. But in that intro, the guy with the barbell, I think Saturday Night Live eventually did a parody of that, where the guy picks up the big barbell and both of his arms come <laughs> off and blood spurting everywhere. That's Phil Hartman. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Hartman. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The announcer, oh, that, this is terrible. Oh, like, what a heartbreak for someone. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
spurting blood from the stumps where his arms used to be. Oh, oh Hartman, you're right. What a hard break. So that kind of reminds me of um, a show that was on in the 80s. I don't remember what it was called, but where they did the the celebrity. Do you remember that? Celebrity what? It was, they had like celebrities on there competing. Go oh God, yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Where they would do tug of war. Yes. They brought that back recently, didn't it? Like that. What was that called? Though? The Battle of the Network Stars. Battle of the yes. Sexes. Battle of the Network Stars. Yes. 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 Network Stars. Yes. Uh, you could always count on Scott Bayo. God. <laughs> yeah, Scott was good. Yeah. God. How did someone not assassinate Chachi? <laughs> well, a lot of men tuned into that, too, to watch, you know, all the. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, brawless network women yeah. right. running around in tank tops yes. and shorts, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, Farrah Fawcett's going to be on tonight. <laughs> no, but I do remember watching that. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the extent of whatever shows I watched, like sports, like in the early 80s anyway. Well, I would have changed I'm channels sure... if Chachi made an appearance. As soon as Chachi came, I would have changed the fucking no, channel. No. I just picture him... Coming out in athletic shorts with this fucking bandana tied around his thigh like he did on Happy Days. That stupid jean jacket. Like, what a doof, man. It's like, God. Yeah, because yeah, people uh, looked like that in the early 60s. sporting event that I right. didn't miss every week. And that was, you know, professional wrestling. No. Yeah, I got big into professional wrestling. I guess you could uh, call that a sport. Before <laughs> sports, sports entertainment. Right. <laughs> Back in the eighties, we still thought it was real. I did when I first started watching it until my dad convinced me otherwise. Because I got really pissed one time when uh, uh, George the Animal Steel did not win uh, the Intercontinental Title from Randy Macho Man Savage, and my dad was like. Don't get mad. It's not real. <laughs> oh, wow. He's like, this is all fake. It's like, it's like no, it isn't. They're really hitting each other. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to call it fake because they get hurt, you know. And, sure. And they are really doing these moves to each other and all that. It's all predetermined, yeah. you know. Yeah. But when they had, you know, uh, uh, a little thing that they'd keep on a on their finger to uh, cut their forehead. <laughs> Tiny, yeah, the blading. Are you serious? Yeah, because that shit was real blood. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was real. Blood. They would you saw uh, that pouring down uh, like the Crusher was famous for that one. He was always his his forehead had to have been pure scar, scar tissue, like Dusty Rhodes. Wow. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes forehead was disgusting. So what do you mean? You're talking before the fight or whatever, they'd give you a blade and say, hey, go out there. And at some point, I want you to slice your forehead open. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. Yep. They did, because yeah. it was real blood. Yeah. They would have like, it's it's like a tiny uh, blade and that sometimes they would keep it in their wristband or some dudes would even keep it in their mouths. Oh, my God. Sometimes Lord. the referee would have it in his pocket sometimes. And what would happen is, say they were in a steel cage match or something, they'd get their head rammed into the into the cage. And then they'd roll down and go, oh, my God, I'm in agony. Ah. And then, like, to draw attention away from the guy that was down, 
the other guy would start like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 to draw the attention away from the, the fact that the other guy was down was there. Cutting himself. Him, blading himself and then hiding Jeez. the blade. Yeah. Okay, so real or fake, it is, I, I think we can all agree that if done wrong, oh, yeah. you could be in the hospital oh, yeah. in, in paralysis. Because oh, yeah. those guys have to know what, what the they're, hell doing they're doing physically long yeah. before they ever get on yeah. television. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how you could ever call something an actual sport that included Jerry Blackwell, the man from the sun that <laughs> which, one is, which one is Blackwell? He was a big guy. <laughs> well, he's the fattest man that you've ever seen. And he wore, uh, uh, you, you know, the super tight outfit so that you can tell that his stomach is covering his junk. Um, <laughs> That's so hot. Yeah, you know, Crusher, Crusher Blackwell, yeah. Uh, Jerry Blackwell. He would climb, he would climb the, the, uh, the ropes and jump. Uh, onto people and do his body splash. Dear God. Like, oh, you just hear the vibrations throughout the building. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw, um, what was it? The Coliseum in Madison in 1987. Yep, main event was Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man. Mm. Mm. Cool stuff. Macho Man really said, oh yeah. <laughs> it was... It was so hilarious, man, because at one point, Hogan was chasing Macho Man around the ring, right? And Macho Man gets to Elizabeth and gr- takes Elizabeth and puts Elizabeth in front of him, <laughs> in between him. <laughs> and, of course, the crowd, oh, they're all out for blood, you know? It was, it's so funny to look back on. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon turned it into such a uh, cartoon a compared to what it was when it was all of those small uh, wrestling venues across the you know across the country. Yeah, yeah, you had a bunch of like it was full of like middle aged and old dudes smoking cigars and shit. You know, rah, 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 kick his ass. Rah, 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 you know. <laughs> but yeah, he's the uh, and. He, I think WrestleMania is the whole reason that uh, cable or pay-per-view TV took off between him and Tyson. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, because they yeah. had they had Mr. T involved in the main event, teamed up with oh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah, and then they Cindy Lauper was at the first WrestleMania. Uh, Liberace, as we mentioned earlier, he was at the first well, WrestleMania. Who was the, who Billy was the, Martin. The wrestler that Cindy Lauper was associated with, Lou something. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one who was in the yeah. video. Girls just want to have fun. Like rubber bands in his yeah. he, played her, he played her dad in the video. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Captain okay. Lou. Yeah, yeah, he just died a number of years back. Okay. <laughs> tennis was huge in the 80s. They haven't mentioned tennis. Oh, that's true. John, oh, John McEnroe was the story, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Everett. I used to watch just to... I wanted to see McEnroe explode. Flip out. Yeah, so I wanted to see the flip out. And if he didn't flip out, like, in the first 10 minutes, I'd be getting antsy. Like, ah, come on. Yeah, come on. Somebody agitate him, please. Start yelling at the freaking the rat for the judge, whoever, whatever that dude's called. He Start, was just such an ass out there, man. Start whapping the orange juice with your racket, man. Wham, wham. 
Wow. Because at that point, at my age, I didn't really even like tennis all that much. I ended up liking it quite a bit. At that time, I didn't. I just really no, wanted, I just wanted to see him flip the fuck right, out. Right. You just wanted to tune in to see like a McEnroe train wreck. Yeah. Right. Yes. Jimmy Connors. Oh, another bad haircut. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was the same reason that yeah. you'd watch someone on a on a high dive because you're just just in case they're gonna splat. You need to see. It. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's pretty well everything I had. No pro bowling? No golf? We have my mom used golf. to watch. <laughs> my mom <laughs> used to watch bowling like in in Dallas Fort Worth it was bowling for dollars and Vern Lundquist was the uh was the announcer. Vern Lundquist yeah. did bowling? Bowling for dollars with wow. Vern Lundquist, yeah. It was uh, of course. Bowling Good. For dollars. That was a hot show. Yes, it was. It's extremely popular. People loved it. I just remember thinking, what in the fuck? Why is bowling on TV, man? Right. Well, it, uh, at least up in St. Paul, uh, uh, the wide world of sports always followed the Pro Bowlers Tour. And the, yeah. they had their own one-hour TV slot every week. That's why I said my mom used to watch them. My mom used to watch Pro Bowlers. Yeah, I, these I, guys are smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. That is not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, yeah, Pete Weber he used to have those loud shirts. and uh, Yeah, Pete Weber was kind of a character. Anyway. The fact that you were able to conjure up a bowling name is, is impressive. Pete Weber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Google him. You'll find out all about it. <laughs> wow. It, it's like he he became he became like a big star and ended up with substance abuse problems. Did he really? He was kind of a flamboyant personality. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great because he was a bowler. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like he's he's acting like he's a freaking rock star or something. That's great. King fucking kingpin. Uh, yeah, uh, big Ernie from King from kingpin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. There was no soccer to watch, and I think I saw a, a rugby match on Wide World of Sports once, but that's about it. Yeah, that you can see a variety of stuff on Wild, but they always had something unique on there. When Yeah, I remember when we had cable, <clears throat> I used to tune in uh, whenever I could. They, it was not much, but they had rugby on sometimes, and I used to love watch. I did not understand anything that was going on. Right. Nothing. Oh. But they smeared the living crap out of each other. Yeah. Like every few seconds. I was too, I was like, whoa. This it's is, brutal. This yeah. is awesome. Man. Yeah. It looked like there wasn't even any rules. Right. It's like they're just out there beating Chasing the shit. Chasing each other around, beating the fuck out beating of each the other. Beating shit yeah. out of each other and kicking a ball all over right. the place. It's like, are there any rules yeah. this game? It, it almost seemed like the ball was secondary. <laughs> <laughs> Physical brutality and fight part was like, the main deal. Like the point was just to eliminate everybody else on the other team. But oh yeah, there's a ball out here too. Don't forget about the ball. Don't forget about the ball, guys. We want to get some points here too. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening to Those 80s Kids Remember. Don't forget to check us out at our website, those80skids.com, where you can now... Buy a t-shirt. Merchandise. Merchandise. We've got merchandise there. Awesome. Yep. Help get the word out. Those 80s kids uh, remember podcast. 
Um, and like us on Facebook. Uh, we still have videos up on YouTube of previous uh, episodes. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Andy. I'm Craig. I'm Brian. I'm Mike.